you know, uh, situation. I, I don't know how to prevent it. Uh, he responded, he took it off the, you know, sent it out for repairs until we get the next one that has a, a seam broken or something in the back. It's a, it's an intense, it's an intense operation. Joe, I know there's a fine balance here between supply and demand and the availability of other vendors. Would we consider taking any action if they fail to remedy the situation? No, it's in the contract. I mean, it's in the contract that it's a violation of the contract. I mean, and then you have to look at the remedy section, and usually there's, and I haven't seen it, I can review it if you want, but I haven't looked at it, uh, but usually there's a cure provision that, you know, you've got so many days to cure something. Um, that's usually in there. I, yeah, I haven't looked at it. We they do, it, it, it is, and they cure it, and then a month later, it comes back again. He did offer to send a, a street cleaner. Street cleaner. Um, I don't know, I guess we have to watch to see what happens today. I would take him up on that. Yeah, maybe we ought to take him up on that. I, I mean, I saw, gosh, the, the truck just exploded. I don't know if it was Angelica's or if it was the Thai restaurant. They just filled it, and, and all of a sudden, a huge overflow just flew back right onto Ocean Ave. Yeah, it was just, trying to figure. Most of the garbage is like, in plastic, but I think that's the It was, yeah, it just it exploded. Then, Oh, yeah. Must have so, something in those containers. I would uh, take them up on the street cleaning. Well, maybe we take them up on the street cleaning. That might be a good, uh, a, a good medium. If there's a now getting street cleaning, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I just mean calling a company to come in right after. You know, yeah. we, we had a company in, in years past. Oh, yeah. We could uh, ask them to come in and pay him, and uh, he said he would. He said he would uh, pay, pay our bill. Yeah, I mean, just a thought, and I understand we don't want to be in a no bidder situation because we only got one. But, but in my mind, if they, I mean, the, the drivers know what's happening. What's happening? They see the trail behind the truck. Right? The guys are jumping off. I, I would consider the possibility of saying, "Hey, just as a warning, the next time it happens, we have remedy clauses that we can use, and we just want to let you know we may use." Them. Because unless, unless there's some pressure to do something, they'll be a sorry, I'll clean it up. So, I mean, I would just consider that. Maybe that's up to the DPW team. No, I think you're right. I think, I think you're right. We'll call a, the street cleaner and send them the bill. There's got to be some consequences. Otherwise, it's a, I'm sorry. Won't happen again, and it happens again. Right. Anybody else have remarks? Anyone online? Start with our items for discussion. Number one, capital projects update. Can I just interrupt for a second, Chris? I'm getting a note that there's no audio. Oh, jeez. Okay. There we go. Now there is. I don't know why that's always a click. Okay, good. Are we working now, Chris? I think so. Should we re ask if anybody um, yeah. Can you hear us? Questions? Remarks? Comments? Again, uh, first item, capital projects update. A couple of, uh, uh, of items. Uh, we need to um, revise our beach erosion grant request from Monmouth County um, upward. Um, they pay 20% of the share of the local share. Um, and now that we have the settlement agreement with the state, we have to revise our grant request. Monmouth County is ready to pay the, 
pay their 20%, but next week we'll have it on the agenda and Monmouth County will pay their 20%. We'll pay our balance. Um, and do we have the numbers? Do you have the numbers with us, Chris? Just for I think the heck of it. In the package. Yeah. If you're online, can you go to mute, please? The new balance the new I have here is 955,000. Correct. And our uh, the county will increase from 403 to 636 and ours is uh, from 605 to 955. Uh, Mike's ready for that. We've been ready for that. Actually, we've paid our share. We owe more though. We owe, oh, we, we owe the balance. Like 350,000. Um, so that will be uh, that will be uh, in next week's agenda. Um, Northway, um, Greg went out and took a look at Northway uh, after a complaint about the condition of Northway. Yeah, there's a lot of utility cuts in there, a lot of work on that road. Um, we looked at the curbing and concrete work out there is fine, so we would just uh, need their bill and repay that. And I think we gave them an estimate of $7,000. Uh, uh, the contractor that's doing the road program would, would revise his, is that who would do it? We'd put it in this year. Very good. So if we're okay with adding Northway, uh, that's just another. Just the Northway will be added to the three we're doing down this way. The new road program is going to be up to about a month. Oh, and we'll add Northway into that. Yeah. Okay. Um, one other item I'd like to bring up is the uh, 5G right of way agreement. <coughs> Uh, as you know, we've passed the 5G ordinance uh, establishing rules and regulations regarding the placement of those poles. Um, not that it's a requirement, but it's something that the, the telecommunications companies are allowed to do by law, by federal, federal law. Um, we've revised ours. Other towns are having a problem. Uh, so now it's time for us to determine uh, who and how we will allow that to happen with the right-of-way agreement. Rich, we've talked to two companies, um, MuniSite, which is an independent third party uh, that puts up poles and then um, allows uh, uh, 5G carriers to go on them uh, for a fee. And then we've heard from Verizon uh, that, that I believe once a right-of-way agreement, they've been reluctant to provide us with some of the information necessary. Uh, Greg and Rich have been working on this. Um, the, the Muni site, there's an advantage to Muni site in one respect that they are a third party. They want all three carriers on their pole, so they make it convenient for all three carriers to be there and hopefully limit the proliferation of, of the towers. Uh, Verizon, independent, uh, their own. They, they tell us that they uh, will co-locate, allow other carriers on their pole. Um, I don't know that they make it as easy as maybe another for-profit operation does, but they're, they're another one out there. We have not heard from T-Mobile or AT&T in, in any way at this point, but we have an application for a right-of-way agreement uh, with MuniSite. We kind of have an application from Verizon, I think. Is that correct, Rich, I or not? I don't know that they ever made a formal application. Yeah. Um, I think they were just making comments and requests for revisions on the ordinance. I don't know if they ever made a formal application. 
correct. And they were somewhat reluctant to give us their site location. Yes, they still are. They still have not given us there. Um, so if we want to move forward and maybe control our own destiny, I would I would recommend MuniSite personally. That, that's up to council. But uh, we have an application. Uh, it's right for a decision. Our ordinance is in place. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know what council's pleasure is. Is there a deadline, Joe? Technically, we have how many? We have a time limit to act on it. When they file for a permit, you did what they call a shot clock, which I think 90? on a new poll. Well, it's 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 120 if it's a new poll, and 90 if it's an additional poll. Uh, I think that's right. Uh, I don't know that the right of way agreement is a permit application. So I don't know that there is, but it's certainly not something we want to let linger. So what should we do? I mean, I'm getting calls about it. Uh, I don't want to be in the same position as Belmar is. I mean, uh, it got shoved down their throat. They're putting them wherever they want. They're trying to fight it. I don't know how they fight it. They've lost their time clock. They've, lost, they've already entered into an agreement. Uh, but uh, I, I just don't want to put us in a position where they can put them wherever they want. Joe, let me ask a couple questions. First of all, um, my view on this, if you're looking for council member input, would be to listen to our professionals and take their advice. That would be my, my first approach on this, right? The second thing is, do we have all the information that we need to know to make an informed decision at this point? Are we comfortable that we know what we need to know to make an informed decision? Well, like Joe said, from the muni side point of view, because they've given us a layout of their both holes, which is what we needed to make sure they're limiting. We haven't, the only thing we've heard from Verizon is just they contested a lot of the things in our ordinance, not even come up with their own. You know, we, we asked for them to submit that plan several times in several meetings, and they have not. Uh, they seem to be more in tune. They want to leave the existing wood poles on and use those so nobody else can go locate. Right. So I think from our point of view, Moonyside has given us what we want for Verizon. And we have enough from Moonyside to make an informed decision. I am. Okay, the second thing is, if we decide to reset, is it like, likely that the Verizon will take legal action? They have um, intimated they would. Um, whether that is likely or not, I do not know. Um, I mean, our ordinance says if there's a poll there that you can use, you need to use it. If it's not at a location uh, that you need, there's an appeal process in that in the ordinance where they can appeal it right. and say I can't we can't go there because our beam doesn't whatever the waves don't go the right way so there's an appeal process if they don't want to be at that location and then if they can be at that location it, our ordinance says you need to be at that location if it works right that's what our ordinance says absolutely One of the, it's kind of a weird situation but I don't think Verizon can come after us until after the first polls because right now it's kind of
Yeah. Richard, are you comfortable if we can tackle on the front line? Yeah, I, I mean, as Greg says, until polls are there and they've actually firms, it may not be what they call um, legally ripe. It's ripe in the sense, ripe in the same sense as fruit. You can't, you can't bring any, uh, bring a suit. Um, uh, but I think, and this, you know, the standards of these things are pretty amorphous in terms of the, the wording used. But um, you know, we have uh, opportunities for polls. We have an opportunity for appeal, um, and. Presumably, the union side would have the data um, to back up why the polls should be where they should be. So, I think we're in pretty good ground. Okay. Second, second item is that. Uh, we haven't really gotten into that dialogue with Verizon. We have with MuniSite to a certain extent. Um, MuniSite's willing to work with us on what it looks like. Uh, more of a monopole like our current tower, only smaller. Any color, aluminum, black, whatever, whatever you want. The Verizon is a pretty standard, uh, we call it a Q-tip look, where it's big on the bottom, it gets small, and then it gets big on the top again. I suspect they have those same unipoles, but yeah, we have. They, they actually do. They show us pictures. They have more. They don't. They're not just limited to the Q-tip. They have the. More so, stuff. so I think that you know, the, 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 that's, to my taste, that's a little better than the than the Q-tip look. So yes. if they could both do it, then so, so my, be. My take on this, and then other council members can chime in. Number one, I think if we do nothing, there's a risk of right? So I think taking it in our own hands is the right thing. The second thing is any any company that is motivated to have multiple suppliers available to me is favorable versus a monopoly situation. So I think that's beneficial. With regard to Verizon, in my mind, you snooze your lose, right? If you have not provided what's necessary to be looked at effectively, then we'll look at what we presently have. And the last thing I'll say it again is if our professionals think that's the way to go, my vote is to move out. And I'd be interested to hear what the council members think. I have just one question. Have we formally, officially contacted Verizon? I mean, is there a letter that we have on As file? to what? As to notifying them as to? As to uh, we're looking for your response, your proposal. I'd just like to have a record that we made in the tent. And they well, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you. We certainly have asked them for the plan, um, which they rejected, the plan as to where the polls would be. Um, and we've had quite a bit of dialogue. Um, so, I mean, I would say, yeah, we pretty much, pretty much. Jack, we've met with Verizon uh, we've given two times face to face. Yeah. We've given them the ordinance to review, for to comment uh, in writing. They commented, uh, we're, I, I think we're on solid ground with that. I mean, well, I just want to make sure that if they, I understand. If they take us to court and say, hey, on this date, this date, this date, and you did not respond. That's okay. uh, we certainly can show that they didn't respond to their, their request for the plan and what they were planning to do. Yeah, that's as best for the plan. So, Joe, do you need anything else? Uh, only from Rich. I don't know what we need to do. Well, uh, maybe we can redistribute the right-of-way agreement and put it on an upcoming agenda. It does need a resolution to be passed. Okay. Could you prepare that? Sure. Thank you. So you have, you have direction now? Thank you. I do. Okay. Anything else? Uh, no, I'm... Mr. Keeler, I just had one update for the kept up. I met with uh, Dave and Rob for all the first garage hours. Um, now that we've kind of resolved the situation with Verizon, I 
and with Jason Dino, they do not have a line across our property. Uh, we've kind of come down to the size of the garage. We confirmed there's a sewer line on the east side of the building that was active, so we can't believe we knew that. But the building now remains at 90 by 45. We went over the sizing of all the equipment that we have and need to put in there. We're pretty confident we can fit all their equipment in there. We think we've worked out all of the logistics for the containers on the property. So I think we're ready to move forward. So next month I'll have a, a cost estimate and a, rel a, a relatively simple site plan to show all of you what we're doing with that. And then they'll have the cost associated with it and we'll have to move forward after the funding after that. And just as a add-on, I just gave uh, uh, Greg, the uh, uh, sewer permit application from Denholtz. That's uh, kind of the last item they need prior to a CAFRA permit from the state. And they're going to start, they plan on starting demolition in the fall. So, unfortunately, the first thing they're doing is getting rid of the buildings that we occupy. <laughs> so, I don't know what we do in the interim. I guess they're going to be in the elements, I suspect, for a period of time until we get the uh, proper building in place, which that's not going to be fast. We have financing, we have uh, design, we have, uh, um, you know, a whole host of things. So it's, it's, it's imminent. Um, Denholtz has uh, done everything on this side of the table. They're just waiting on CAFR approval from the state. Anything on the DOT valves that we can do? Or? We owe them a call. We talked to them. I talked to their engineer the last time, it was probably six weeks ago now, and we told them that one of the things that they didn't consider was uh, the discharge into the ocean or to the river. They actually had to come to a head level before it used to end up with the river on the back pilot, and they were not aware of that. They came and looked at it again. Uh, they realized that that was a mistake. So they were supposed to redesign that. I had heard back from them. Greg provided uh, Senators O'Scanlan uh, uh, a primer on what's going on, and hopefully the Senator is going to act on our behalf. Uh, but uh, um, th that was a big hang-up. If you remember, it, it was flooding and pretty bad, uh, what, two months ago? Uh, it flooded out, and the, the state came and jetted it out, and it was full of sand. So I think it reinforced what Greg was telling them. You can't just let it end right at the, you know, at the beach or whatever. And uh, so hopefully they'll redesign that and agree with us. It, it, Greg's recommendations to them were s small. I mean, it wasn't. No. It was just a little turn. And and I guess the property owner didn't want a manhole in the back of their yard. They wanted it covered. They didn't want to cover it for maintenance, which they never come. So I don't I don't know what maintenance they were talking about, but. I think we could let him live with that and then have Public Works go put a pile of dirt on top of it and throw some seed and it'll be covered. It's not a, it's not a huge deal. Joe, any update on the state-funded pedestrian crossings? None. None. I haven't heard from them. The expedited list one was supposed to happen this year, right? Yeah, well, I'll make a call. Uh, crosswalk. I know the other ones are two to three, maybe four years out. The other five, but the two of them are going to happen quick, we thought. What's your definition of quick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the state is not always that quick. Uh, public safety update, Chief? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. please. 
good morning, everybody. Morning. I'll just make this kind of quick. I know you guys have a lot going on. Um, as of today or last night, the parking numbers are about $594,000. We are down 42 from last year, which isn't that bad. A couple decent weekends to make it back up. So John said 594. Money's still coming in, obviously, from the credit cards and that kind of stuff. So those are some pretty good numbers right there for us. Um, for, Especially uh, losing June. Mm -hmm. Losing June, we lost a lot. We caught up quick. And just some of the observations that I'll tell you off the, like kind of off we had, some of these activities that we've had at nighttime with the lifeguard tournaments, the bands, the volleyball, this town has been jammed at nighttime. I mean, absolutely packed, which I couldn't even believe a few times. So that's brought a lot of money in. During the week, the, the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays has been pretty good. The bands, they did a good job of that. Some of our numbers for the parking and stuff like that for yeah. All right, uh, pay to park, we did about 580 tickets. Permit parking about 159, business four, 15 to 30 minutes, 62. Within the lines 20, towaway zone 67. Municipal parking regulations about 40, street sweepers 44, which could have been a lot more, but we're having problems with the sweeper. Uh, bridge attendant parking two, reserve parking one, prohibited parking side streets one. Total summonses for the month of July is about 1,077, which is could be the most we've written in the month. Just for the month of July. Just for the month of July. Some of the numbers are still coming in. Uh, 980 were parking and 97 were moving, which is pretty good if anybody. I did hear Trish say yesterday, she was like, whoa, we got a big check from the court from fines that we, bigger than we've had in a long time. Yeah, well, I don't know what the actual money are coming in from the court. Usually comes, it trickles in as they have more and more court dates. I know they have a couple big ones, I'm not even sure about what that is. Um, when, we changed, when we changed the ordinance or the, the ticket from 50 to 125, we said one of three things is going to happen. Less illegal parking, higher revenue, or both. It well, sounds like it's both. It's going to be both. And our goal is compliance, not necessarily revenue. Our goal is compliance. That's right. That's what we're after is compliance. And um, some of the other stuff, we had 836 calls for services, which includes a motor vehicle stop, Theft, uh, a couple cars got stolen, um, normal drugs and narcotics, domestics, DWIs, lots of first aid calls, fights, domestic municipal codes, we, you name it, we had it in July, but July was a good month for us. Chad, we'll go over real quick if you want to know what happened with this accident on the bridge. Brett, anything, anything on uh, smoking on the beach or in public spaces? Uh, We've had a few of those. I don't have the exact numbers. Last month you reported four. Yeah, I don't have the exact. I don't think we had any. That would have been within um, municipal regulations, but it, we didn't have a lot of smoking on the beach because we're just not finding the people. We're having people calling. We're going out there writing the, the alcohol uh, bottles on the beach, everything else, but we're just not getting the smoking on the beach. I, I know I'm a nuisance, but could you please just trash sure. that report on that monthly? Yeah, thank you. What would uh, the average take on the towways? How many cars we towed? And what was the debate? You know, what was the problem? Um, I don't have a record of how many tows we actually. Did I say we had tows? It's you said towing. Oh, towaway tow zones, ticket yeah. and towaway. It's 67. That doesn't mean that we actually oh, okay. towed 67 cars. I don't think we even came close to that. Yeah. But vehicles that could have been towed blocking a driveway yeah, could have yeah. been that uh, parking in the yellow zone. That's what the towaway, the 2016C. Um, no, I, I misunderstood. I thought that was actually your towed cars. Yeah, but the uh, and the who, uh, who do we call on towing? Is that, uh, we call Seabright Service Center, 
or Johnny you both in Highlands. Okay. They're, they're, they're the closest. Yeah, no, that's, that's important. Um, than anybody else. And a couple times they couldn't even make it here. We called them for cars to be towed and they, they're not waiting an hour to get to see right. Yeah. But it was a pretty good month overall. Any questions? Quick wait till later. Thanks, Chief. Um, July was probably by far the busiest month we've ever logged, ever. Uh, 127 calls. Sounds like it. Yeah. Uh, puts us at 389 for the year. Um, we're still maintaining that sub five minute response time, which is something I like to hang that hat on. Um, currently it's at three minutes, 29 seconds from the time pull 911 so pulls up here. 3,816 man hours for the month of July. Um, again, those are all volunteer hours, guys being there, um, doing things. Uh, four really points of training that, that I want to capitalize, most of which were with the, with the guards. Um, this past Monday, we did a mass casualty drill on the beach. Uh, the sheriff's office came down and, and taught a class up here. And then we did a, um, a mass drowning scenario on our back. Um, which went off pretty well. Um, in addition to that, we took our seasonals and put them through two different weekends of training with, with the guards. And then we did a joint training with Sandy Hook for uh, medevac landing the helicopters up on, on the park. Um, some updates. I'm working with the garage door company. There's money left over in that insurance um, to fix the rest of the problems with the garage doors, including uh, stainless steel cabling, because the cables keep snapping, and remounting the motor. Um, so I spoke with them yesterday. They're gonna try to get out some time next week. Got the prices back yesterday for the engine refurb, um, below that 60,000 number. So uh, I spoke with Joe yesterday. I'll speak with the clerk and we'll get a resolution for September's meeting up. So, um, the job is available under source wall contract, and so we can avoid the bid process. Um, what about the bridge? Uh, so the bridge accident, uh, my one day shift I worked this entire year. Um, <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a line of cars stopped on the bridge. Uh, an older male came over. Um, his statement, speaking with him, he doesn't recall what happened. Um, witness statements, other statements from the other drivers involved. Um, he just came over and barreled into all the stop vehicles. Uh, total cars involved were eight. Total injuries were nine, four of which went to the hospital. So. And it held us up? Bridge was closed for three hours. Um, three navigation as well? Yes, and they were riding right there. Um, state police came and settled them down in the river. Um, Reason being is what was what the chief just mentioned before about towing was getting the tow trucks in. Uh, There's three tow trucks having to remove eight vehicles, and it was just that constant having to pick cars up, bring them to Highlands, sit in traffic to come back, and then we had to wait for the county public works to come out and clean up all the debris because there was a large debris field, uh, which normally we would handle ourselves, but because it was so large, the county had to come out with the sand truck and sweeper and, and 
between the whole bridge up. So that's why you use that, that longer duration of, of the closure. Chad, events like this don't happen too often. Any lessons learned from anything that we sit back and say, hey, we, we took something away from it? It was good. Ex I, I could speak on the fire side. It was a good experience for my younger, one of my younger guys who was running that because I was working. Um, he, he learned a lot from that in regards to my casualty. You know, getting that patient count, getting the resources. On the law side, I think, uh, on the law side, I had a good group of specials working and I was able to get all eight vehicles down with all the occupants and all the injuries documented, probably within 15 minutes. Um, I was fortunate to have a special staff that I had working that day. Um, so, no, I, I think it's just the, it's the nature of, of what Seabright is with, with the traffic, which was the biggest hamper of clearing that bridge. You know, it, it was the tow trucks, waiting for the tow trucks to come. And then trying to get the county highway in to, to clear the bridge. So. I, I wouldn't have done much different, to be honest. Um, the, the mutual aid worked out well. We had Rumson, Mount Beach, and Highlands came in while the Seabird officers were documenting the crash. They took care of the traffic for us, which was nice. Um, no, I, I, I don't really see much. It was, it was a good experience. I don't see much that I would have done there. He's going to be one of the traffic safety officers. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still typing the report. <laughs> this happened on Sunday. I'm still typing the report. Sounds like a great job, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, from the crash specifically, I have nothing to take away from it. Like I said, it was, it was a good experience for, for one of my young guys. Just on the accident, people going to the hospital, right? All recovered? Yeah, it was all very minor injuries. Uh, and uh, I think you mentioned several cars were total. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Jesus. For sure. That came from where I too. I'm not a car guy, but I think it's clear that most of those cars were. Not all. No. Not all. The first. Yeah, first year. One, two, three. Yeah. Like one through six. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been going pretty. Oh yeah. Pretty fast. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Chief. Item number three. Uh, we'll go to the car show. That's what we're the, uh, well, I. Yeah. Oh, Yes. Come on. My name is Jack Torrance. I'm here with, with my associate Rick McKenna. Uh, we represent the Antique Motoring Club of Monmouth County, and uh, together with our sponsors, the Clean Water Clan Company up the block, Mike Pamber and uh, uh, Tim Ryan, they approached us asking to uh, if we could help them out uh, in uh, having a car show, and uh, we've been. Uh, a well-established uh, car club since 1963. We average around 85 car shows per year. Uh, so this is a walk in the park for us. Uh, I've been president for 11 years. My vice president, Rick McKenna, has been with me throughout the uh, entire time. So this is really nothing for us uh, as far as uh, the ordinary for us to do. Uh, in fact, this weekend we have another car show at the Parker House Homestead in uh, Little Silver. Uh, with that said, um, uh, Mike, uh, Pamber, and uh, Tim Ryan uh, both uh, uh, approached, uh, I guess, uh, members of the City Hall, uh, and uh, I believe uh, they spoke with uh, uh, Councilman John uh, Lamaya, and uh, I spoke with you uh, a number of times, and uh, I guess we were all set up verbally to run the show, and uh, we ended up getting the information that we needed to 
uh, finalize and formalize the application process, and I quickly uh, took care of that uh, on the last Friday because they called me on Thursday. So last Friday I turned in the paperwork, and basically um, uh, it's for September 17th, and the meeting that they were asking for me to attend or for us to get approval would be September 6th. Kind of tight. I could do miracles in two days. So that's not a problem on, on our end. Uh, but it's just obviously getting the approval on, on, uh, from city council and of course knowing what, what it is and what to expect from us and the car show itself. Um, basically we would look to utilize the two front lots, not complete but at least 150 to 200 spots, uh, using, utilizing the electrical outlet by the building for the DJ. Um, and of course, the last lot would be for the public. They could park their cars there free of charge. We're looking to charge $20 per car, $10 per motorcycle. And um, the funds are distributed in three portions. The first portion goes to pay for the expenses of the shop, trophies, donuts, coffees, uh, paperwork and stuff like that. The second two portions will be divided uh, evenly between the uh, Antique Motoring Club of Monmouth County, which is a 501c7, a not-for-profit, and the EMS Fire Department, which should be a 501c3 uh, charity, which will distribute that amount of money evenly so that uh, you give them a donation for uh, having the event here uh, from obviously from the club and from uh, Mike and, uh, and uh, Tim. Uh, we also um, take care of everything internally. Uh, we, we will be handing out trophies, um, around uh, 35 to 50 trophies, uh, dash plaques for all the participants coming into the, uh, to the event. And of course, uh, we are self-insured. Um, so we have insurance already for the premise on the day of from 10 to 4. Uh, also, um, we have uh, the liability uh, uh, portion on the, on the applications that almost everyone has here. The uh, bottom portion is the actual rider of releasing the township of any liability. And of course, every, every single car coming in will have that sign um, as they come in, basically. Um, food, if there's any food, we're not looking to do any kind of food at all unless the fire department uh, and the EMS would have their own display of food. Uh, so there's no need for us to get any kind of permits for the Department of Health and so on and so forth. Uh, we do recommend everyone to utilize the, the businesses across the street so that they can obviously all be part of it and I guess make some promotion for their businesses to, to thrive a little more than I guess what they do. And of course this is after the holidays so Obviously, uh, the utilization of the uh, library may be open. Don't know. It's on, a, it's on a Saturday with the rain date of the Sunday. And, of course, the handicapped section will be accessible. You'll have uh, entryway on that main strip uh, right here along, along the building uh, to exit without a problem at any time. We will not be blocking the police department or fire department section at all. We just will have a selected amount of cars in the front here, and then the bulk of the cars will be in the main center drive there. Um, and that's basically uh, where we are. Uh, obviously, the approval. So you you expect 200 participants? I'm expecting. I get uh, at times when when uh, people want to come out, uh, 
I could I could get 200 uh, participants. And then what would the count be on visitors? A guy like me wants to come and look at the car. It's it's unlimited. You, you come as, as uh, so that pretty much takes up all of our parking, probably. It's well, a you nice have day. To, you know, 200 spots on the other side where, where people yeah. could easily park on that side. Well, of the street it's, parking it's parking. still September 17th. It's uh, 16th. 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 It's uh, we're still busy on September 16th, although we don't charge. So uh, we'll have to keep that in mind. Jack, thank you. There may not be beach parking. Is my question. Point. As far as the application process, is there anything that we need to do that has already not already been done? Well, it's. Well, it didn't go to special events, so DPW didn't know about it. Um, there's a lot of. This is a big deal. Yeah. So. But as far as as far as the uh, Jack and his team, is there anything else they would have to do in order to be in a position for us to approve this? Um, I think they've talked to Candace and gotten. The hold harmless and in, uh, insurance requirements and things. There's no that charge for this either, because we so, have no fees. So, <laughs> so Jack, if I could ask a couple questions. First of all, just from my perspective, I'm thrilled about this. I think this is a fantastic opportunity for the town. I think in addition to putting Seabright on the map for a lot of different things, I think an event like this draws a lot of people, which helps our merchants a lot, which you pointed out. It's September 16th, so it's past the time that we charge for parking, which is good. So there's no lost revenue associated with this. The fact that you're making a contribution to the fire department, police, EMS, we greatly appreciate because we need that. Um, so the last thing I want to say is I know John's been very involved in this. I don't know if Heather has been as well, but hopefully we move forward with this, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, I think what he's looking for is we're good to go. Yeah. He's got the coordination yeah. to do. Well, I think that's we did one before, and well, I was told it was one of the most successful things we ever Well, I, you know what might be useful, though? It, approving it, you folks, but maybe going to the, uh, the next meeting to hear what public works police and everyone else has to say to, to to formalize you know what you need to do not yeah i mean just move the ball forward are there any particular concerns well i just have a question from you said the only other food would that would be offered would be from the fire company right if they want if, if if they they want to do, do you guys want to do any food for the car show Only if you want. Like, are you oh, planning yeah. to? I, I'm sure I'll have a discussion with Charlie because he's my public guy. Yeah. I'm sure I'll rather the children. And then do we have to do anything from a health standpoint if they do anything? Yeah, I'll get the tweet. No idea. Hey, you want to come down? Okay. All right, so we're clear on whatever direction we go with that. We're going to be clear and follow protocol. So and, and if they're not, then it's the, the business. Yeah. That's not the weekend you're having the open house, right? Or is it? I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. What about the uh, parking for the beach? How many, how many spots do we have available? I don't, I don't know. That's if it's a nice what? day. <laughs> What's that, John? I'm sorry. It could consume. It would be a Saturday. Yeah. Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4. And uh, parking is done. Uh, pay parking is done. Pay parking is done. I, I'm, I get, it, it's just a concern that you have somebody that wants to go to the beach, maybe can't. But. Uh, is there still the cars on? Yeah, we, we will, we will uh, allow, well, not we will allow, but there will be at least 200 spaces available for, for them to park. They could go to the beach, they could just come in and yeah, go the to thing, the The thing, Jack, that is being expressed here is on a beautiful September day of the 16th, we could have a full parking lot without you. Yes. Which means that a lot of the people coming to Seabright to enjoy the beach may not be able to. That's what you're hearing here. 
Um, but I mean, if you if you have let's pick 150 cars, uh -huh. right? We have about 500 spots available here in the public area. If you have 150 additional people that come to see the cars, and just making the numbers up, then your point of 200 may still be available, mm -hmm. which we're not shutting it down to public access for the beach. We are limiting it to public access for the beach for the event. Uh, on, on my my standpoint, I just give me a number. If if uh, 200 is too much, and once I reach that plateau, we cut off. So, you know, we just turn people away. You know? Yeah, let's go back. Brett, any particular concerns? No, we would definitely walk the site and look at some pictures. You know, during the week before that, I, I would suggest that we obviously you're going to have to have the kids out there too for the whole day. And maybe even some the night before, just calling off certain sections and all this park there so you can lock everything down. So that way, we don't have to worry about how we come through to already have your spots we usually we usually do the uh the uh double cross tapes the portrait tapes yeah and all my guys will be wearing vests we do have phones so we'll have some time if it's on a saturday we'll have a packed friday night yeah i guess so just make sure that we're going to be Thinking of alternative parking areas, like if we're going to park people go over to the clock no. or we have people, whoever's manning no, this no, could no. park. Where so what will be important is Friday, we know getting we could have a possible on a Friday night. That's why I think if you went back to the Special Events Committee, they could think about those at the point. Yeah, just sound correct. And uh, what we do, and we've done this at every single event we do, we keep the place clean. After we're there, after we're done, you won't even know we're out here. So it's not like we need. We clean uh, up after the other people. <laughs> Say again? No, we do it. We do it. It's you know how we are. We are. I usually have ten volunteers to come, and they'd be wearing their vests, helping direct traffic and so on and so forth. So it'll be a smooth transition. The DJ will be doing the uh, performing. He'll be singing live also. Uh, his name is uh, Bobby Marino, um, and basically. Uh, um, a very, uh, uh, you know, uh, the music he plays, he plays a, a broad band of uh, different uh, eras, and, uh, and he sings really nice too, so uh, that's just a, a compliment that uh, some folks would just sit around and just watch him sing. Just had a question. If we were to have a rain weekend, you have the ability to drop this back from the following weekend? Or the, second, the next day. The, the next day would be ideal, worst case scenario. Uh, but obviously, uh, I don't know how much rain you can tolerate. But sometimes we get a wet weekend. Uh, yeah, uh, when stuff like that, then we, we regroup and we figure out, uh, uh, you know, what is available. Uh, the same way the city uh, makes it planning of what what to do. We have events booked until November already. Okay. So I look to see what's the next best uh, okay. uh, date that we have. Uh, obviously, that works for you and us. We could do that, and then we're we're at the at the spur of the moment. So, uh, light rain, you can still have the light rain. Where, where are we going to come? Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, you know, uh, hurricanes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you gotcha. know, a lot of convertibles will not come out. <laughs> I can tell you how much. Uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking, we have um, the school lot. If they have volunteers, maybe the volunteers, anyone who's working your day, could park mm -hmm. in the school lot. Yeah, yeah, they have a little sign or something. Yeah, yeah, that won't be that won't be an issue at all. Uh, you know, we'll have we'll have our, the area cluttered off where they'll still have access to around 
the, the parking area on this side here uh, and exit easily. Uh, and it, it will not be an issue at all. So. Okay. Do we have anything else to give Jack? Yeah. Yeah. He has any input on the, uh, for September, we're having a car show in the parking lot taking basically the entire parking lot. Six, yeah. Uh, Saturday, right? Yeah. They're projecting about maybe half to two-thirds utilization of the parking lot. Yeah. As far as beach operation, it won't affect us. I mean, we're, not, we're not charging. We'll have guards here if we need guards if the weather's you know, good. Um, Yeah, just uh, if, if nobody's opposed to it, we'll let him ask him move forward and meet with our professionals, our police and public works, and and then uh, work out the logistics. Has this already gone out on your public network? Yes, uh, we, we, we advertise both on, on our, our website, word of mouth. We have 309 <coughs> club members, so we just passed the uh, information okay. just to them. Plus, uh, we go uh, for, for the general public, anybody that wants to come, we welcome them as well. And uh, that go, uh, went on the uh, NewJerseyCarShows.com, oh, okay. and we invite everybody to come. Uh, we're, we're inclusive. We don't you know, exclude okay. anybody from anything, any event that we're, we're trying to do. So. But this, you, this has already gone out on your network. Uh, I have everything. It's already posted on my, on my network. I can always pull it, plug it, change it, you know, okay. alter it in any way. Very good. If need be. So. Well, thank you very much. Well, thank, you. Very, very thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Next item we have is the Monmouth County Commodity Resale Agreement. It's a renewal required. Chris, you put that on? Well, it's uh, um, just and renewing you? our agreement with the county for. Shared service. Any Got concerns, Chris? I don't really know that much about it. The DPW uses it, I think. They get their sand or salt and things like that from there. I asked the chief uh, just on this uh, the tanks, they get gasoline but not diesel, correct? We just get gasoline and the tank right in the bottom here. But uh, but you're you're not. It's not the county. We have a contract with a private vendor. Correct. We swap fuel oil, and um, they deliver a couple hundred gallons into that tank. So you can uh, gas up our side by sides. The county doesn't deliver. Uh, we jet skis, all the beach vehicles. It's not happy going and getting picking gas cans. It's easier to pull right there and say to pull right there and get it filled. So we don't. The county's not involved in this. The county's not involved in that, filling up their tank. The county's involved in sand, other commodity purchases that we have the ability to, to buy from them. No, they just listed uh, fuel, and I'm just curious. We're not using it for that. Joe, any issues from you? None. Just keep it the same. You don't yep. want so, more, less. Same. We can no, take I'm it and do as much as we want that they have to offer. Yeah. We're depending on oh, our I needs. See. How it's written. Okay. We just uh, check and see what the county price is on fuel. I think we we were using them in Belford after the storm, right? To a certain extent, we went there right after the storm. Do you want anywhere? Yeah. 
<laughs> but I mean, I, I, I could, yes, I could price them. I could get it. They mentioned specifically gasoline and diesel. I'd just like to see, is there any significant savings? Okay. Okay, so just an update that the subject is fire pit safety. If you remember, a little over a month ago, Tom Hagee called into one of our sessions and indicated a desire to put an ordinance in place to handle fire pits and fire pit safety in town. Um, both chiefs have indicated that they have not gotten any significant complaints or issues associated with them, but nonetheless, we presently have nothing on the books to cover side fire, uh, fire pit management or something is wrong the chiefs don't have the ability to actually go do something about it. So the recommendation was we consider putting an ordinance in place. I asked Tom Hagee to look around Canvas and develop one that he thought would best suit our needs. He came up with one from Ventnor City, which I have a copy of. I took a look at it. I think it's pretty good. There'd be some changes that we would probably want to make. Um, but the thought of, around this, if there's council concurrence, is because particularly in the downtown area, there is risk associated with fire pits, proximity, potential if there is a fire catching from one house to the other. Um, we don't expect as a result of putting this ordinance in place there's going to be a lot of fines issued. What it does do, just as we're discussing with the electric bike safety issue, is put the chiefs of fire and police in a position that something's documented and if action needs to be taken, they're doing it with the authority of the ordinance. So with that as a recommendation, council members, what I'd like to propose, if you're all okay with this, is we ask Richard to take a look at this, look at this draft, work with Tom Hagee to tailor it to determine any changes that we would possibly want to make on it, and think, think it, bring it back for a review and concurrence with the council. So I don't know if anybody has any comments, concerns, objections, recommendations around that, but I think it's a good thing for us to consider. They're very popular. The other thing I will say that I tend to pick up a little bit in the downtown area is in our Airbnb population, there are a lot of them that talk about fire pits in the backyards and they're actually being operated by somebody other than the owner. And in some ways that creates a little bit of concern, risk, responsibility on how it's handled. So I open it up for comment or discussion if anybody wants to object, suggest, or make any other recommendations other than asking Richard to take a look at it, work with Tom, bring it back to the council for review for consideration of putting it in place. That's just have a questions. Um, is this, we're talking about actual fire or propane or natural gas or everything? I think it's intended to cover all. Okay. I think that's the intent. And as Tom put it, a lot of the houses being built these days have structures which have fire pits in case the concrete around it or a lot of stuff very often run by gas. Right. He said that's not the one we're concerned about. We're sort of more concerned about the portable one sitting in somebody's backyard 10 feet from the neighbor's wall uh, with the potential of putting the house on fire. Right. So I think Tom would probably frame it in a way that makes sense to the town, and then we can review it and propose any changes or concerns. Do we need something to go out at some point that says how you, what you're allowed to do, or where you just create the ordinance? Because if, if they're already doing it, we had some issues recent time with uh, Airbnb, and I'm not sure if everyone knows what they're supposed to do if there's a concern. Is it a police matter, or is it a 
control of the protocol? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and I, I think if we make an ordinance and we don't communicate it, nobody knows it exists. So we just went through this with the uh, short-term rental thing, right? And we made a splash all over the place, everywhere we could. We sent out information, we contacted people we knew were doing this. This is a little bit of a different situation now. So I would suggest if we review and approve this and put it in place, Heather communicates it on the website that we have. Uh, we put it out in front possibly. We make sure we include it in the annual mailers that we do that go out to everybody. But I agree completely, we'll have to find a way of communicating this, otherwise people won't even know about it. Is there, in the vendor ordinance, uh, I don't know when they did it, I was an administrator there for four years, but, uh, is there anything about smoke? That, that, that's the only thing we get complaints about. Yeah. More than my house is gonna burn up. Because if we've been around fire pits, sometimes you have to sit on one side because it's blowing that way. Yes, so that, it's, it's interesting you raise that point because Tom identified that as a particular area of concern where we've gotta be careful of it because you can get into neighbor fighting with each other because of smoke situations. So what he suggested is we take a close look at what we wanna handle this specifically on how we wanna word that. The way it's written right now, the vendor one, you could report somebody for smoke in the, in the area. Okay, I, and, I don't know how. And he's just cautioning us that you don't want to have neighbors fighting over something like this. It's got to be something egregious because you can't have a fire pit with wood without smoke. Right. I'm just saying that that's probably more co more common complaint than my house is going to burn down. Yeah. The complaints I've got is smoke. Yeah. People can't even open their window. I don't know if there's a possibility of... We, got no, we have no complaints about this, right? Like, we have no complaints, and sometimes the only thing that comes to the fires that we do, of course, is bonfire on the beach. And that's kind of dry. Bonfire on the beach, you get a ticket, unless you have a special permit. We do write those. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to put an ordinance in place that we can't enforce. The reality of the situation is you can't have a wood-burning fire pit without smoke. So if you want to ban smoke, you've got to ban fire pits. And I don't think we're there yet as far as Nobody's recommending it, by the way. No, I mean, we haven't. There's not an abundance of complaints, but the couple that I've had about smoke. Yes. So, I, you know, in my view, the number one thing we have to protect against is an unsafe situation that runs the risk of a fire in town. Beyond that, we have to consider what else we want to, you know, encompass in this. And I think saying, you know, you can complain about smoke is a slippery slope. Well, but there should be some reaction. Yeah. Well, I think that's all stuff that we want Tom and Richard to consider in this ordinance. How does that really? We have a nuisance ordinance, right? Not a noise. Correct. So maybe nuisance needs to be looked at in conjunction with. It's smoke like a nuisance. You have a general nuisance code too, in addition to the the, the nuisance code that deals with noise. Um, and I don't recall if it uh, covers smoke. I don't think it does, um, but I don't recall specifically. Or we could just say we're regulating for fire safety, right. not necessarily for smoke. Yeah. I, you know, I guess one of the main issues, and the chief pointed this out. Is he doesn't have any guidance right now in ordinance to tell him what to do and what he's authorized to do if somebody has a fire pit that's too close or out of control. And the desire here is to put something in place so they have the mechanism by addressing it effectively consistent with the ordinance. I, I do think we should address in some way the smoke because the properties are so close together on these side streets. 
different in other areas where you can some of these properties. Are, yeah, I, I think Tom would be the expert to help us figure that out and not being uh, presumptuous, but I think trying to control smoke is going to be a difficult thing to do. Um, it's something that yeah. where the police would have the authority to say you have to put the fire out and it's, it's too windy or whatever. In the case of excess smoke or something. So what we actually can do if we see a fire that is that much out of control, call the fire department, they can turn out. If, if these people act in such a way that they're not complying, we can literally write them for disorderly conduct, which is creating a hazardous condition. item on the list is number six, use of river dredged sand. You know Congressman Cologne was, uh, had a press release, they're going to start dredging the, the Shrewsbury River, uh, and uh, there's been a, a request or, or a question of could we use some of that sand on our beaches to enhance our beaches. Um, a couple of you emailed or texted me and I texted back only that the the river sand is different than ocean sand when they did it in monmouth beach it came out as a more of a sludge like product darker and had some smell to it that was uh, eight, eight years ago or so and there were a lot of complaints eventually bleached out eventually uh no more smell smell kind of dissipated in a while once it you know, it, it, it hit the, the air, but just for, if we want to request the sand, we have to know that it may not be like all the other sand. So that's up to, up the one person up that to you. The reached out to me, um, I let him know that he hasn't pursued it anymore. Your, your thoughts from a beach perspective? I mean, does they take anything with that and anything with it? Really? I know it's not going to be clean, it's going to smell, it's going to be bad, but we need something. We'll work out a location. I mean, we're not, it wouldn't necessarily be right on the I don't know beach. how much sand we can get. I don't either. I haven't looked into that aspect of it. Well, I mean, I think this is being triggered by a particular resident, rightly so, asking if there's anything we can do. First thing, in my opinion, is I don't think the Army Corps of Engineers is offering anything. Mm -hmm. And if you want something different than what they have planned, you're going to pay for it, usually. I don't know if they're dumping it out in the middle of the ocean or what they're doing with it. But it, first thing is, is it even a viable option? Don't know. If the answer is no, there's no discussion. If the answer is yes, but it's going to cost you $250,000 for us to reprogram where we put our dredge, dredge out of the river, that's something we would have to decide upon. I agree with Sam. We desperately need anything we can get. But one resident asking this, we've got to watch what we ask for. Because you could wind up having 400 residents so aggravated by the smell that they now smell that they didn't smell before and wanting to know how that happened. So in my opinion, the first place I would start, Joe, is is it even a viable question? If we wanted to get sand, could we? If the answer is yes, how much will it cost us? And then from there, make a determination other than us speculating. I think it's a couple years out. 
but uh, so it's not imminent. Yeah. But uh, I could get the to the right people to ask the questions. Like, is it available to place on beaches? Monmouth Beach had it. They 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 uh, actually went through their storm sewer system with a pipe. I remember that. And uh, it came out onto their beach. So uh, you know, they, they they it wasn't big pipes coming across the town. It went through their storm sewers. Joe, as far as you know right now, and I know we can't predict the future, really, my estimation is we're due for our next replenishment probably three to four years from now. Do you know anything different than that? No, other than they did acknowledge early on that we would be part of it, and then they said they didn't have uh, all, all the funding. So it seems like we're next, whatever next is. Um, I'm reluctant to call them. We haven't paid them yet for this sand. <laughs> so. That's what we're doing with the, the grant request. But we're, we're close now, right? We're going to get county funding. funding yes. To us. But we do want to be a squeaky wheel, right? And as soon as we're clear of owing them money, exactly. anything we can do to remind them that they committed to us and then bypassed us in parallel to possibly looking at this. I, I have a good relationship with uh, the staff over at uh, Coastal Engineering, and, and they know we, we want it. And how many other of us have been bypassed? We've been bypassed Monmouth Beach, Long Branch. Are there others who are screaming just as loud as we are, like right on the river that are that where this river is getting dredged? Well, the bypass that I think you're referring to, we were the one that was dropped. Monmouth Beach may have been dropped also. Of the regular dredging. Yeah, regular. Of the replenishment. Yes. Yes, but town south of that. El Baron, I know, is getting sand. Uh, I'm not quite sure if anybody north of El Baron is, uh, but they, they were deemed to be critical. I don't know how it differs from the waves washing up at tradewinds or anything, but El Baron was in bad shape. Is it your view, Joe, that the worst spot is in front of Seabright Village? I'm not quite familiar with a lot of North Beach areas, but... Up by the Highlands Bridge, it's, it's very simple. Is it? But, but yes, it's, it's, it, some days it's, it pounds into the dune. So, right. yeah. so it's, it's the whole level has dropped down. Yeah. And they were doing some uh, surveying a month ago or so. They had the guys out and the gals out in the water, you know, with the survey. And I don't know if that's uh, um, from uh, Stockton or if it was from the state. So Joe, you'll find out whether or not it's viable for us to even get river dredge. And then, if so, what would that be? How much yeah, and what's it look like? But I think we know it's not the same. It, it, it's a different product. It ends up being the same, there's no doubt about it, but it takes a while. So then we can make an informed decision. Mm -hmm. And timing might be, if they say that, you know, we're gonna do it in February, maybe then, yeah. you know. It's a different decision than if they want to do it in uh, April. And if there's anything else they can do, if they know it's not going to be the same and they know it's going to cause issues, is there something that can be done knowing that Monmouth Beach and Seabright are in a really tricky spot and just sit and wait? I'll contact Pallone's office and they'll give us a contact. There's got to be something innovative that they can do there. Is that how they grant? Like, you know how we're getting grant money from the federal project? But I don't know where the funding source, but it probably is uh, Army Corps. Oh, this this dredge thing? Yeah. yeah, that's federal funds. Army Corps. So they should be funds. able to clean that a little bit. 
No, they, they have every bit of that pre-programmed. It takes the Army Corps of Engineers years to lay something like this out. And every bit of where that stuff is going has been pre-decided. Yeah, there was an article that uh, I did the president yeah. referenced that is targeted to Miami Beach, I'd say. Oh, okay. So the question was, could we get in? Yeah. And Monmouth Beach, probably because they have the infrastructure already in place. It might be. Of course, otherwise, it's very expensive. You've got to barge it around. And his idea was, can you leak a little on the way? Yeah. <laughs> like the garbage truck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, we should have them do it. Yeah, have Roselli do it. Yeah, very good. <laughs> We're on that. Good. I'll get some more information. Do we have a library fundraiser? Well, I, the library it, it does their usual fundraiser, and we need. I I don't know when they do it. They usually do it early in the fall. October. Yeah. They never did. Uh, I think it was October twenty ninth or something. Because Liz called me yesterday, asking me why it's on the agenda. I don't know why it's on the agenda. I put it on the agenda okay. because uh, Mike and I had a discussion about the library doing um, doing concerts and it got carried away and how how do we need to, to do it when they raise money and put it in. We need to do it by resolution. We need a resolution in place where all the funds go, where all the funds are going and who's controlling the funds. So that's what he told me. So I asked Chris to put it on there. I don't know too much about it, but we need to know a little more about it so I could get a resolution in place. Yeah, they, they, they believe they're independent of us and do their own thing. That's at least what she told me yesterday. So let's make sure we clarify because they're, they're planning. Well, it. there's two things. There's a, what's the, what's Liz's fund called? She, she has, a, she has a, a fund that is more private that, than anything. Right. And then we have the trust fund that's right. a public fund, that's ours. So if she ours. does the, the library fundraiser under her trust, her I don't fund. know the answer to that. But if the money comes into the if we get our if, money pot, then we have to Right. Yeah, if 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 they say, you know, write a check to uh Seabright Library and it goes to Trish, we have to do something. If there's no checks coming to us, I don't think we do. I don't think they understand that. Right. Did and they also need I, I didn't understand it. Did a check come to us last year from the fund? From the fundraiser? Yes. Yes. I know Jane brought the money over. Okay. Yes. A lot of cash. Cash. <laughs> but they also need a raffle license. Yes. Which they haven't. So that's the only reason I put it on there. Just to just we, for clarification. And I just got okay. clarification from Mike. I, you know, I didn't. Okay, so what, who do we need to talk to? Liz. Is it Liz or And Liz? Jane. Well, Jane. Jane, because Jane runs the fund. They need to agree who's handling it. Is it Liz's fund running the fundraiser, or is it? You know, the library trust fund or something. I, right, the library trust fund. That's all we need to know. Yep. Next item, number eight, beach bathrooms. Uh, just put it on there as an update. We've been getting some complaints about the bathrooms um, in this building, open to the public and the beach. Um, I think. It, it, it's a product of a couple things that we're going to clean up. Um, one, we only have one uh, attendant. It's a it's a man, um, and and he has limited capabilities to speak to the public. He goes in and can't really communicate with the the the, the female, the, the ladies' bathroom, the woman's bathroom, 
and there, there's some conflict there. And when we have a full day, it's tough to tell people to wait for 20 minutes or a half hour to go to the bathroom. So without the communication skills, it's a little difficult. Dave and Rob are gonna to look to change the contract to have make sure we have a female attendant. Does that mean both, male and female? Probably. And you probably do need both. This one guy does every bathroom. Anchorage, our bathrooms, our building, this building. It's a, it's a nightmare for, for one person to do that, especially when you've seen it, the, the crowds on the beach. You, you come out of the bathroom and it's a half hour later, it's a mess. In conjunction with that, what we found out, the locks weren't working. So the, build, the two bathrooms here that are normally controlled electronically, they were left open all night for a couple weeks until we found out about it. Uh, the police didn't know they weren't locking. So he does, when he gets here, it's a mess <laughs> to begin with. Is this, do we do this seasonally? Pretty much year-round, pretty much. So, so would you propose having both people year-round? No, I don't think we need both people year-round. But during the summer months, I think you need a, I think you need a female or woman attendant. Because it, I mean, then, they, then they could clean the bathroom when people are in there, right. technically. Yeah, I mean, we, we need service year-round at a reduced level. It peaks in the summer. You're saying we have a language barrier problem or whatever. I don't know that we can help that as much, but that that was part of the problem that you can say, "Hey, ladies, uh, can you give me 15 minutes to restock the bathroom?" And would this be covered by beach uh, income? I, I think a portion of it is from beach income, not its not its entirety, but yes. Um, you know, because they do other, they do our building, they do. Uh, uh, I'm talking about the seasonal edition. Yes, it would. We have the. Uh Porta Johns. Is this same fellow? Does he clean those? No. no. That's a company that comes in. So it was a combination of things. I think we were low on supplies still at one point, but we caught up with that. What is the additional person cost there for the season? You know what the existing person cost? I do. So the whole contract is like 46000 a year. For the one person that maintains all the Everything. Works seven days a week. Probably 10 hours today. So hypothetically, if it's seasonal for the addition of the second person, I'm just making it up, we're talking about $20,000 delta. Max. It's probably a 10%. Right, we got to do it. Yeah. But when we um, ordered this contract, it was the lowest bidder. And it was quite a bit below the next lowest bidder. So I think if we're going to. But that's going to be an annual thing anyway. Is I it mean, a one-year contract? It, it's always a, it it is a three-year contract. Mm -hmm. This is the final year. It's up final in May. Year. And there was a year option extension on that. Well, I wouldn't extend it. Recommend that no. at this point. Oh, you wouldn't recommend it. I don't. I don't. I'm so. Uh, I'd rather pay the extra money. I don't. I don't. I don't think the service is adequate. To be perfectly candid with you, I, don't, I, I get complaints over in Borough Hall. I get I got gotten complaints from the public. So your recommendation is don't take the option for an additional year, put it out for rebid, get a better quality vendor, and increase the level of service during the summer. Correct. I think it's worth the money. Is there anything we can do for the rest of the year? We're, we're, last weekend, Public Works came and supplemented the, the guy, and, and Don tells me that uh, 
he, had, he got no complaints after Public Works came and uh, backed him up, so to speak. So I think we can do that with one of our part-timers for the balance of the season. Yeah, they, they came and helped and the, and then in January I, I would recommend going out. Chris is right, but this is a this is kind of like a quality you know, this is our this is our calling card. Yeah. I mean that's not where we, we don't want to make it very difficult to find a better. Right. The vendor is the same as the person, the official vendors, the same as the actual person who's doing the work? Oh, no. No, the guy that does work. I mean, I feel sorry. I feel sorry for him. Yeah. Anchorage bathrooms, these bathrooms, the municipal building, this whole building. The lifeguards, uh, they cleaned it up for us a little bit, but this is tough room, too, in the, uh, you know, in the weekend. But they only assign this one person to do the whole thing. Yeah, and he's seven days a week. Which was tried to, we tried to talk to the vendor when he came out when we had a meeting with him about sending somebody else. We made the recommendation to have another person because even after he walked around with us, he said, this is a lot. I'm going to say, yeah, it's too much for one person to try and take care of, especially on a busy beach day. But I guess he, that fell on deaf ears, but. And you, they're all, yesterday was, the parking lot was filled yesterday. It was a beautiful day. You know, it's a Wednesday. It's not just Saturdays and Sundays anymore. Plus, I think he has to walk down because everything is so crowded and and traffic, right? I think your proposed course of action that Sam's concurrent sounds right. That, that was all in bathrooms. Next item on the list there is the uh, EMS lease agreement. C9 was the handout. Uh, we did it annually, right, Chris? Yes. So we probably ought to. Do, we, I don't know why we have to I think do it every year. We should do it for multi years. I mean, it's not. And now we also insure all their equipment, not just the two cars. Right. Right. So we'll have to add that to the agreement, I guess. We do insure all their equipment, and and they do a great job. Uh, they're, they're, they've really stepped up, but our contribution to them used to be for insurance, and now we do the insurance. But I know that they do not the whole contribution was for insurance. They, they, they do buy all their supplies and things like that out of there, and, uh, and every, we all know everything went up. But just just a point of information. It seemed pretty standard. I read through it. Is Ryan being a conservative now, John? No. Mm -mm. So basically, make it a multi-year agreement. Uh, yeah, I, I, can we go something like that? More than more than one? Or? This is um, a lease with a 501c3. And leases under the uh, local, the, the lands and buildings law. I mean, this isn't lands and buildings, but yeah, you can have a lease with a um, nonprofit. I think it's up to 30 years. Oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> oh. I don't know if we should do it 30 years. But. <laughs> Five. Would you check on that and maybe we go a sure. multi-year or three-year? Let's walk Yeah. <laughs> but check on it for us, Rich, please. Sure. Okay, the next item is a punch list, project punch list, and I know John. Yeah, I don't know if you all recall, uh, we met with Frank Lawrence a while back, I think before your time. Um, and he created a uh, 
a shared drive that had a list of things that need to be at least reviewed and decided upon on whether we move forward. Um, we haven't looked at the list and, and it's really hard to get anything moving and we tend to move from hot item to hot item as opposed to say, we got three things here that really need to be attended to. Uh, it's something as simple as street lights. It's almost impossible to get the last lights repaired. Uh, to, I had the chiefs refax in a, a new list of the old lights that weren't repaired. That's what JCPNL asked for. Deal with Public Utility Commission. Today he asked me, can I reopen new tickets on my own? With, because they don't get a ticket number. When they fax it in, which is the preferred way to report it, they get no ticket number, there's no commitment to respond or say we took care of three of them or anything. I don't believe it will be, but those things start to fall through the cracks. We started reporting these lights in January. We are now in the middle of August, and we still can't get a response. And if we go down to DOT, check the house. I know we bring it up, but we're really not focused on it. And my thought was originally, we have a list of things that just come up, right? Whether it's wires or whatever it is. Um, we should be looking at it, in my opinion, and try to pick off a couple at each workshop. We, we have it set up, John. You're right. I have it on my desk, which means nothing other than it's in that pile on my desk. Um, it is set up with a lot of our tasks, the projects, and where they go. But, but, but John's correct. I don't know how to better monitor because everybody on it, it says who's responsible for it, who, you know, with department, those kind of things, and where it stands. And we have to get the, every department to buy into going on that share drive and taking a look at it once a month or something like that and, and put a comment in it. No movement, you know, no movement. Uh, we have, uh, Dave just recently reached out to the DOT. On it was uh, our, uh, the, the storm drains on Ocean Avenue, their DOT storm drains. We should have them done before the, the storm season. So he, Dave reached out, it's on the list, but if you don't, if I don't pull that list out or something, it's not, a, I mean, it is a priority, but not one that you think about every week and what's going on. Well, I know, but the state doesn't do it. Yeah, it's like do as I say, not as I do. Right. So it's on. You know, that's just a one item that's on the list, like bug DOT to. You know. Well, they can't do it right now because of the traffic. They want to wait for the fall. That's the answer. But then, if we don't remember it. Yeah, it's next year. Right. So when I look at the storm sewers, there's three of them that are filled with trash. If we ever have a significant storm, they're not going to provide any. Right. I think that's what I think that's what you're talking about. Those kind of things. Where are we with it? Yeah. How do we keep focus on it? I I know they have their to dos right each department, but we should be making sure that the high priority items are being looked at, and at least have a. Maybe I could pass out our current list. What's on the share drive, and you folks can take a look at it. I, I feel like it needs a little more formalization than that. To be honest with you. Um, in my view, having a prioritized set of projects or actions is a really good thing to do. It's all in the follow-through, right? So 
whoever's responsible for that list, whether it's you or John, because a lot of them are DPW, I think it would be great at one of our workshops if we rolled up our sleeves for half an hour, went through and said, do we agree on these top? We have 300 things, but these top 10 are the critical ones. I'm just making the numbers up, John. We agree on that, we debate it, we move them around, and we get the top 10. And then we assign somebody to them. And at every one of the workshops, we go through those 10, and the person assigned to it is responsible for giving a quick update on what's happening on those priorities. And we just build it into our workshop. If they're important, we've got to focus on them, and then we'll report on them. If we have problems and we need help, we'll look into that. But we've got to put some structure around it. Otherwise, I feel like, and I'm not trying to criticize, it's a list we look at. Yeah, that's a nice list, but nothing ever happens. It's true. So I, I would suggest, and I, I, I'd be willing to do it if somebody else doesn't want to, take that list, get it in front of the council with the help of our professionals, make a decision on the priority, assign responsible people, and every workshop we spend 15 minutes giving updates on those top 10. Well, I have it. Oh, I could. I think what we could also do on that list is everyone's contacting whomever they need to contact, right? It's because they're not getting back to us. Then we need like next chain, next level. So emails that Dave sends out or calls that doesn't get responded in the adequate amount of time, then it goes to John, it goes to the head the person at the DOT, you know, whoever we need to just kind of like let the well, next step in the chain of command. Right. We need a higher It needs an escalation yeah. sort of point person. So I think whatever that spreadsheet is, we also need who additional members are that need to be escalated to in order to just get it done. And we'll just be a squeaky wheel, just be annoying. It needs, it needs a lead to pull it all together, and then it needs responsible people for each one of the items. And if they have to talk to 12 people, that's their responsibility to go mm -hmm. do that. But unless you, unless you status it and report on it and track it, and we put that on for the next workshop? Mm -hmm. Well, do we have a volunteer to lead it? Well, I'll lead it. I mean, I, I, he, I have a regular list. I share it with Jack. Um, he did mo John did most it's, of it. It's Frank, put it on a, oh, Frank put it on a, a, a list serve of the department heads. We know we, we, we have it prioritized, and maybe maybe they maybe there's too many on it. I know. Well, there's, there's definitely too many, so that was the intent of take a look at it. That's what we had agreed to a year and a half ago and see what ones are important to you. Yeah, and quarterly you can update it, right? Yeah. I mean, every time you're... You can always move stuff around, right. but... <laughs> and hopefully some get knocked off. Well, that's the point. Yeah. That's the goal, right? There are too many of them because nothing's getting knocked. Yeah. Yeah, if you try to boil the ocean, forget it. You've got, you got to pick the top ten of all items. The intent was for the council to decide what are the top ten, not for me to decide that. So I know I have top ten. Those are the ones I'm working on. Yeah. Like Jack just said, maybe on the next workshop, we can have that, that list distributed to us. Yeah. We can look at it and roll up our sleeves and spend 15, 20 minutes developing a priority list. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get it to you before that. Yeah. Yeah. So you can yeah. I mean, we could get it out today. Yeah. Okay. okay. I know John, frustration factor for you has been. Well, the hard one is what, like Anna says, I'm dealing with above the second level, yeah. and the result is still nothing. That's silence. It's unacceptable. Uh, haven't figured out what's the code. Right. I, I did just run into somebody, uh, an old friend from 50 years ago. His son works for PUC, so I'm going to try to go in there to work and see can he figure out the code. Because we haven't figured out how to get it done. And so they get frustrated. They, Dave sends the email, hey, here's what we're looking for. 
they give you that you know, candy coated, yeah, we're taking care of it, and then if you don't check it, it didn't happen. They were all busy, especially all that kind of stuff. We got storms, we got accidents, all that. We have a new contact at DOT, Brett. For the maintenance, yeah. And that's a, that's a big thing because for a while we didn't have anybody. Well, maybe if it's a new crew, you say, hey, here are all of the unresolved issues we have. They are piling. Can you take a look? Maybe we go over with lunch with them or something. Welcome. Let's complain. Take them on. All right, the next item is uh, the mural for the recreation center. Yes, so the next two kind of, they, they go hand in hand. So we think Councilman Lamia for getting the, and we're getting the building painted. It's fantastic. And now what we want to do is put a mural on um, wrap around kind of the community center. Um, I, I think we have funding secured from Bascom, but um, I asked if we could look at the Sandy Bequests um, line item, that grant that we have. I've also talked to, well, Tara Almanchenko, who's got the gallery, Almanchenko Gallery, she's volunteered to help kind of spearhead it. I'm gonna write a request for proposal. Tara's gonna reach out to various local artists and other artists that she knows to kind of get proposals in for a mural. They'll be given a certain budget who can come up with some, some sort of artistic vision and then they will create their recommendations and what we hope to do is on the, the next bullet point, the Community Center Ribbon Cutting Day, we'd like to have three, whoever wants to submit a proposal, have those proposals up and have the community vote on what they think would be the right sort of mural to put on the community center. So get everyone involved, just bring more energy, artistic energy into the town. Um, and so what wall would you want to do it? Possibly, and this is, you know, the best wall to do it is the north-facing wall, which faces a lot. But what Tara is thinking is also you have, you could do the mural on the boards and then during certain times of the year you could bring the boards inside so they would last from a longevity sort of standpoint. But again, we'll take different proposals. It could also be a full wraparound of the building as well. It could be multiple sort of options. I just had the question, your decision on that. Um, and our we budget. About in the beginning, and then we said, let's just get painted. Let's get it painted. We knew it would just delay the painting. As a matter of fact, there's a couple areas where the gas company changed their gas meter. They cut the bushes back, so there's some white back there. There's some spots, but there are three five-gallon buckets in the inside And our budget for this. What do you Tell think? Tell me. Well, I think fifteen thousand is enough for you know time, materials, all in everything. And you and I spoke, it doesn't have to be a painting. It, could it be doesn't. It could be a statue. It could be some other interpretation of um, something. But it would be nice. The community center is a building that's supposed to be for the youth. I think we need to kind of make it feel as if it, it exemplifies that and it delivers on that promise. Can you see this as an external? That's the next one. Yes, the external, basically. And with the possibility it could be uh, without too much difficulty brought in theory if something came up that storm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. I think yeah, every time I come into town and I see the mural, 
on a postcard. Yeah. And it, it makes me proud just, to live in this town. So I think it's a really good idea. The problem with that building is too broken up with windows. It's got a lot of windows. To have a nice clear spot. My natural inclination would be on the south side, not on the north, because the north side has the air conditioners, condensers, and everything sitting out there, and it's a bit broken up. But I'm in favor of it, and I think if you can get community involvement to actually pick something, it makes it even better. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'd like to see a permanent one. Uh, Me too. Yeah. yeah, I just know. The one like the secret one is awesome. Yeah. Um, Have you thought about just doing the, um, like, I think the uh, Lucky Dog? Yeah. Has just the yeah. We it has this big white foundation all the way around. Mm -hmm. Maybe just doing that section. Yeah, or something. I, I think we leave it open to the artists to kind of. But if we give them a budget, and that's where I just wanted to make sure we had the funding. I know when we were looking at artists when we said uh, that happened, we were looking at yeah. people were going to do it for free. For they were just wanting to paint on it. So. Well, that's when you get what you get. <laughs> but yeah, that was an amazing wall. Yeah, that would be incredible. But yeah, just and, to bring and, more energy into town, and it just keeps it kind of fun. And, and we talked to the they just put up a piece of art, if you want to call it, a, uh, right near Ursula Plaza. There's a, a little park right before you get there from here. They put up a, a metal kind of beach scene. Looks nice. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a artsy person, but it looks nice. And uh, so maybe something along those lines on the side of a wall too, or whatever the artist comes up with. We've got very talented people around here. Um, so it'd be nice to see what could come back. So. Good. Perfect. That's good. Great. And then that connects, as I had already mentioned in explaining, the community center ribbon cutting. So what we'd love to do, um, right now the date is tentatively October 7th. We picked that date because the rec center is located where it is. It's also right next to Donovan's. That is a holiday weekend. Donovan's doesn't have any music going on that day. So we figured from a just access standpoint, it might be kind of a quieter time where we wanted to open up officially um, the community center and have everyone, have families come in. It would definitely be focused on um, having everyone come to the center, um, cut a ribbon, let them in, have them walk around, see the, the gym space, introduce them hopefully to the, well, not hopefully, it will be done, the Edmonds platform where people can go on and they can start reserving, gather people's information so they can start um, um, putting in their profiles so they can begin using the gym the way we, we look to have it being used and using the space, potentially renting out the space for birthday parties, just building out the programming. And then so you have the gym area, which would house multiple activities, a lot of the library activities like the yoga and Zumba is in there. So again, having that space kind of booked up. But then also where the old council chambers are, we really want to turn that into a game room. So we've had donations go out. We, we just picked up a, um, what's that? Air hockey table. Um, we've got the pool table in there. We've got donations of TVs. We want to create more of a space for these kids, the youth, to really in, enjoy the space and think of it as kind of like a, a third home for them. Um, so we have time from now until October to really get that space ready. Um, we, we know there are, um, like the homeowners association and the seniors who do use that room, we're not looking to kick anyone out, but we also need to make sure that that space feels that it's primarily for the youth 
and not that the teens can come in there and feel like they're sitting at a, you know, a, a business table. So uh, one question I do have is I know, I know the seniors prefer to be in that building um, at, at the time. It actually may be easier from an accessibility standpoint to come back into this building. So if they choose to decide in the future that they'd like to have their meetings in here, is that okay for future? Yeah. I don't think we had anybody to propose them using Just this. Just a question. First of all, I think it's a great idea to use the room the way you're proposing. And if we could get the seniors to move here. Now, they meet on Wednesdays, as John knows, he goes to that group. But what do we do with the lifeguards on those Wednesdays? Yeah, they do the bingo. Well, I think in the summer, like, you could, you could, we could be, you know, move it around. We could move it around. Or have them go in the library. Could they go in the library? They don't, I don't think they, they take change too easily. I know. That's <laughs> yeah. true. Or multiple movement. Can they all fit in the back room? No. Mm -hmm. No, they're a little bigger now. I mean, if, if you tell them you can use this except in the summer, they'll say thank you. We'll stay where we are. Okay. And I know because I've explored this with one. I think home. they we did that originally when we opened this building. Well, they came in here and for some reason yeah. they. It's too, it's too bright. It's yeah. So they prefer where they are now. So I'm saying if they prefer and they want to stay where they are, that's fine. We will work around that. We're not going to move the seniors anywhere. From a homeowners association standpoint. Can they come in here and have their meetings here? So the only group we really need to work around are the seniors? We, we, they, they could, we just never did it because it's, they're like private organizations and when we were doing the, the fee schedule, those kind of things were, they had to pay. Uh, I, I'll give you my opinion because I have had HOA meetings in there and I've dealt with the seniors. If you're gonna keep it set up for the seniors to use, keep the HOAs there. Don't have to use this because with this comes liability. We are concerned about other things happening. If you're going to have it set up for the seniors, John, you would know better than me. Maybe two or three HR meetings a year. Oh, okay, and, that's all. All yeah, right. I know you. There's not many that I can go. All right. I would. I would. I wouldn't bother to try to drive the HOAs here if you're going to keep the seniors there. Okay, that's the, fine. The item was on that the moon will get. You know, it, it, we're using the furniture that was left behind. Right. So it's not conducive to uh, a larger meeting, right? Um, and it's actually, I'm, I can't believe that the seniors don't ask for something because most of them are wheeling in, right? And there's not a lot of space to get in and out and all that with that furniture. So we talked about other options of, you know, we had looked at the furniture and it was arranged differently or a different kind of furniture. I don't know. Would it be more accessible? different groups because right now we have two pieces of equipment in there. Mm -hmm. uh, we actually had a foosball but I, I got rid of it because we were not ready to store it. Okay, I'll, I'll work on that. Jack, Jack and I spent time with seniors in that room. Yeah. And I moved their coffee pot five feet. No, it's not okay. And that was a problem. Unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely unacceptable. Yeah. They gave me that because the TV is where they put their donuts. Yeah, I get it. It's consistency. It's, it's comfortable. They know, they know where everything is. And so. they know what donut everybody likes. So, um, Also, uh, maybe the Historical Society will be ready. They're getting ready. Yeah, they are. They're going to have, uh, I think they're going to be having a um, an opening in September. They're going to do it the day after the car show because they don't want to have to do that. That's like a private for people who have supported and donated and then a public showing the following weekend, I believe. is the oh, It would have been nice to coordinate both of them. It, they're different. So 
you're going to have different audiences for, for different pieces. So from the ribbon cutting standpoint, again, it's going to be probably one to, you know, a certain period of time where we just have families kind of come in, take a look at the center. We'll have music. We'll have more like background music. We're looking to pull together and have some food available, potentially some food donated by um, local businesses. But just to let people know we're here, this is how you can take advantage of it. This is how you sign up for it. These are all the programs that we have to start with. You want to do more. Um, here's a space and a room for the kids to kind of enjoy. Hopefully we might even be able to get the bus to stop there on the way home in the school year so they could kind of come out and just like hang at the community center. Um, so that's what we're looking to do. So we didn't want to do anything in the summer. The summer is beach time. It's fun time. October, the school year started. People are starting to get into a habit of things. And so we just wanted to let the families of Seabright know that this is available to them. So are you thinking of just leaving the, it open and letting kids come and go? Well, we wanted to talk about locks for the building. As you know, we do need a, a few enhancements to get there. The ceiling in the community center, in the game room particularly, there's um, just some questions about you know what's going on up there. Um, we need to figure out the best way to let the kids in from a lock system. I think we do. There was a, some locks that were bought for the bathrooms that were. Yeah, I don't know if we recall that, but we bought an elaborate lock system for the bathrooms, and then we did away with them. We know we have them. I thought we figured out how to use them. The locks at Anchorage. Remember when oh, Sean? Oh, yeah, that's a different system. Yeah. It's it's set up right. Yeah. Or, 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 they're or, automatic or, right now. They're not hazards anymore. No, no, they figured out how to do it. We didn't get rid of them. But I mean, I understand what you're talking about. If, yeah. if it's a cost of doing business, if you want to do it that way. I mean, in addition to that, we're going to probably need some cameras over there if we're going to just leave well, it open. One of the issues we're having with the rec center is we'll get a phone call. Can you please open the rec center for pickleball? Well, no, we can't. We're on accident by Sandy Hook. Right. We'll be there in a half an hour, 45 minutes. You're going to have to wait. That's the city. We'll go and get there and get there. You know, we just can't get there sometimes. Yeah. Uber's not, but they're waiting outside. So that's the biggest issue that we're having is we're always in and out of pocket. Sometimes they leave it open. We'll come at night time. The door will be popped open. No one will be in there. Anybody can walk in that Right. Way. So that's some of the issues that we're really having with that. Is if we have no problem going, we'll unlock it time we, we do it. But sometimes we're not secure the building back up after they leave. If there are like reasonable lots of people roles that program or you can open them from a PC or whatever, no one has to go over. But the whole thing becomes logistics. So now the door is open and like mm -hmm. you know, typically when the seniors leave, they lock the door, but then I go back over there to make sure they don't need to you know, mess or something undone, right? I, you know, it's gonna be tough to man it, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean you need a part time person or whatever. Um, so a lock system would be best, I guess, but just leaving it open, I don't know about that no, either. it's not leaving it open. That's not what we're... Well, let me look at the lock thing I was looking at, that, that it would accommodate that door, because that door has the push bar, that would stay. So that's never impeded, but the, the cylinder can be replaced with one that has Wi-Fi capability. We have internet there. And then you can program it to say open it. Pickleball is six to eight. It opens and it locks. I think I, I look at it. 
one time. Yeah. Person that could be. Uh, there there. Yeah, be yeah. paid. I, I just I'm uncomfortable leaving kids. No, 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 no. It wouldn't be. So there's, there's that, and I think, so this year we look at it as a community center sort of ribbon cutting. I think we could also look in, in the future year, in 2024, as more of a community day. So make it larger, you know, do more of a activity for fall, especially when, you know, it's, it's kind of local summer again. You can kind of celebrate and have people kind of come together. So I think that's kind of the opportunity. This year we'll focus on the the community center opening up next year, it could be looked at in a, in a different way. Um, but also for that, that time period, the, the ribbon cutting in October, it also would be nice to look at um, just getting new trash cans for the town, like a community day. Like trash cans we currently have are pretty, I don't know, like they look well used. And let the summer come through, let them finish off. But we do have the Clean Communities Program grant that we have where there's some remaining dollars there maybe we could get would be really lovely um, September-ish October that we just kind of refresh the town and give it a new face once all of the damage is, is done from you know being a tourist destination for the summer and just really kind of start the fall with a here's the, the community here's we live here this is our year this is our time um, I think, well care. John and I talked about another subject we had a look at resin type fixtures than the metal ones. The metal ones are just not. Or stone. I mean, I see, I actually saw something on Facebook the other day. They were as big as this table, about that high, and it was just slabs of stone. Come and get them. Mm -hmm. 200 of them. It's like, you put that on the wall, it's not going anywhere, right? You easily sit on it, and there's no maintenance. But there's options, right? That resin is one, but resin eventually gets beat up by the sun. True. We try a couple of different things. Right now, we, I did one over by Donovan's. Okay. It took three days to get it all disassembled, stripped, I uh, sandblasted it, coated it. Me and Joe looked at it the other day. It's still holding up, but that was a huge undertaking, and we have like. 45 benches. Yeah, the manufacturer did not recommend that menu for the ocean something. They use resin or something. But I don't think we can last much longer with the way these cans are looking right now. They're pretty. Yeah, yeah all the ones on the corner of the street, the recycle and the trash cans, those combos. I mean, they're just. They're not now, not this week. Yeah. So let them get beaten by the rest of the summer and then really put a nice face, fresh face forward. I think it seems like it's about time. Okay. All right. Well, let's figure out inventory. How many yeah. All of them. Yeah. No, I know. How many of that? <laughs> I heard Frank bought them, so we'll, he has a list. Okay. You don't have to go count them. left. Come in the closet. The last item on our list, uh, school crossing guards. We don't have it. <laughs> well, yeah, we didn't have to have a need for them because they're coming on the same time as the street now, so we have to put more in for something changes for us to point the crossing guards and have them take the uh, course of the jet again. Right? Are we okay with not having any? Well, you know what? They're all coming on the same time as the street now. 
I mean, it's the it's it's the downtown kids. Yeah. There are two kids. I don't know if there are any more that are going to be coming. Um, one takes the bus home every day. The other one usually goes to after school program care. Um, I, I did. Uh, it was always funny when I was out there at the crossing guards. The same exact time that the DPW guys are off from. You guys clock out, and you're all wearing the. Same guard uniform. And I was like, oh, if someone ever wanted to get an extra half hour and like and cross the kids, just from a timing standpoint, it kind of is just an interesting, just same yeah, amount of time. I don't know. Every single uh, approach me about crossing guards, they're pretty happy with the way they're going. They want to approach you if they think there's a need for them. I mean, I can tell you one of the parents is going to be like, no, my kid will just sit on the bus and it'll just come home when it comes home. He's, he's told they're very like, it's okay, don't worry about it. So, um, but that was my only, only thought. It's just from a timing standpoint, there's kind of super close to being clocked out from that sort of time. Cause the bus comes around. Sorry, I just noticed it. Comes at what time? 3.15 or so? No, more like 3.45. Your point chief is that the, the bus now drops everybody off on the well, some of the biggest complaints were that they were all lived without turning around and coming all the way back. Right. So we got them about two years ago just to drop them off right instead of taking them all the way down. Yeah, I mean, they, it's, it's interesting because they happily drop, they drop kids off on, if, they're, if you're coming home, it's the coming home from school issue, right? So if you're dropping the kids off on the east side, some of the kids walk, have to walk across the street to the west side. So apparently that's okay sure. south of downtown. But once you come to downtown, Apparently, kids aren't allowed to walk across the street. So that's where we need to, it's only in the downtown area where the crossing guard crosses the kids across the street, which I don't know why. But otherwise, if there's not a crossing guard, you gotta go all the way up to Sandy Hook and around and then come back down and drop them off on the west side of the street. That's a, that's a lot for... It's, it particularly becomes a lot once you hit like April, May and the bridge goes up and the lights hit. I mean, mm -hmm. kids, you can be on there for easily another half oh, hour. Yeah, yeah. And there was a bus shortage, driver shortage last year. So the Seabright bus has kids from Oceanport on it, which takes them, the route just gets longer and longer and longer. All right, let's, uh, let me talk to uh, Public Works and see what, and please. You could take the first, you know, sorry, take the first month and see how it works and parents might be like, we're fine and, you know, gauge the need. Hey, the bus, instead of going all the way to Sandy Hook, could make a loop downtown. It does that if there isn't someone who lives north. Oh, okay. if, if there is the north kid, kids on the bus, then they do have to do the whole loop. But if there's not, they will. They'll, they'll turn around in the parking, the beach parking lot. All right. Um, yeah, hey, Jack, I have one other thing if I could real quick to yeah. insert, if you don't mind. No, not at all. I, I sent the council members an email on an update of what's happening with the Pavilion Language Park. I don't know if you had a chance to look at it. Um, but we briefed what, what the thought was around this. We got support of the council. It was probably about a month and a half ago. And since then, we've had two activities ongoing. One was to try to identify potential vendors for the pavilion itself. And the other was to get a quote from Collier's Engineering regarding the update for the pavilion design. And that update really required to address two things, the modification to the pavilion and any, any CAFA permit issues that come as a result of it. 
They're relatively minor, but since I last saw you, we've been waiting on a quote from Collier's Engineering. It took a long time, and when it came in, it was quite high. So it took us a while, uh, Frank and I, to get it back to what I think is a reasonable position. I summarized this in the email. But we now have it to a point that we think it's reasonable, it's ready to go. I'll remind you that our vision of what this thing is going to look like is something like that. Right? I briefed that to the group before. The kind of structure that it would be constructed out of is something like that, which interestingly enough looks very much like, like the old Star station. train station that used to be in town in the Anchorage area. So the, the, there's a lot of good news here. The good news is the engineering quote is affordable at this point in time. We have some money left over from the original ordinance that was put in place. Joe and I talked about this. There's a couple thousand more that's going to be needed. So I think, I think financially, from an engineering perspective, we're ready to go. And the other good news is that the contributions that we got from several people for the pavilion itself are above the initial preliminary quotes that we're getting from potential vendors. So, Joe, I don't believe we need a resolution or an ordinance or anything to do this. I just wanted to let the council know that we are pretty much ready to go. The next step would be to approve the Collier quote, which I have here, Joe, and if you sign off on, I think we're ready to go. That would start any initial engineering modifications, the request for RFP, uh, and any CAFA permit changes. All of that moving forward, the goal would be to have all of this kind of laid flat and start construction of this in the fall of, of this year around the October, November time. We frame. just need a resolution. You have it on there, Chris? No. No? What do we need a resolution for? Accepting. Oh, to approve this. Yeah, that's all. We'll put it on next Tuesday. Didn't okay. we already approve them to do the engineering? This on be a change order? Building. Yeah, but they gave, they gave us, this is additional funding. It's that exceed. So would it be a change order or would it be a new proposal? It's, it's a modification to the original engineering bid. It's a change. So what, I'm sorry, but I don't know what you did. All right, we went out to bid. Uh, the bid came in too high. Bid, bid no. for an engineer? No. The, 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 the bid came in too high. To bid to do what? Uh, renovations of the park. Uh -huh. So we are doing something different at the park. Okay. So we asked Colliers how much it would be in addition to do the changes for the, uh, the pavilion and then they have to do a modification to the CAFR permit. So they came in and said it was going to be several thousand, eight thousand dollars or whatever to do all those. So that's more than what their original their original quote was to do the engineering. Their quote to do the engineering. So this is just for engineering services. Correct. For design services. That's correct. But but Chris asked, we already appointed them to do it. Do we have to do a resolution? And, and I said, well, it, it, it's going to be more than what their first proposal was. Right. So I think we do have to do a resolution. No, I think you do have to do a resolution. I think As a change just order? What? As a change order? No, no, no. It's not, I mean, it's, no, it's, no, it's not construction. Um, no, uh, just a straight resolution, of, uh, you know, for them Accepting to Accepting this new proposal. Additional engineering services yeah. for the Shrewsbury River Park. Let me Park. be very clear on, on what happened. So the original engineering effort was to do three things. Engineering and CAFR approval for the pavilion, an irrigation system for the park, and plantings. Engineering support to all of that. All of that has kind of moved forward. The park is in existence. There's a couple things left that need to be done on it. What we wanted to do is make a minor modification to the pavilion. So we briefed that to the council. You were probably in the room. We talked about all of this. We got concurrence from the council to do this. We then went out to engineering and said, Give us a quote for the minor modifications of the pavilion. Mm -hmm. Instead of X, it's going to be Y. 
and tell us whether or not any CAFRA permit changes are required as a result of this change. Uh, Bill White went out and said, yes, you're only approved for 400 feet. This thing's going to be 600 square feet. You need a CAFRA modification. And I will do the engineering work to put you in a position to go out for competitive RFP and to submit the CAFRA permit, and I will oversee all of that in the process. The quote came in to do that modification that I just described, and it was too high. I felt it was too high, and Frank agreed. So we put pressure on him. He reduced his quote to a point that it is now reasonable and affordable. Mm -hmm. So we just want to move out with the engineering work to have that Black progress. Increase. Yeah, no, I think we just need a resolution to approve that. Because we can't go to anybody else. They'd have to start over. Hey, Joe, there's the, there's the quote. So Thank you. We'll get it on as a resolution. And when the resolution is approved, we're good to go? Yes. Okay. So that'll be done Tuesday night. I, I could help you write it. Unless anybody has any questions, I'd I, I love it. I want to see that thing go up the fall. Thank you. Any? I'm good. Jack, you good? No. Okay. Thank you. I have a pretty robust executive session, unfortunately. Okay. Okay, resolutions are I'm hungry. It's going to be lunchtime. It's now. I have a question on these, uh, when they go for uh, beach clubs on that fireworks, um, who gets the fish and wildlife permits? Do they get that or is that our responsibility? It's their responsibility, but we get the, um, the we get the, the approvals come to us. Okay. We submit everything really, even though we're not supposed to. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm just curious who had that responsibility. Keep it going. Mm -hmm. Just a question, uh, Dave. When they do the work on that pump station on River Street, will that interrupt the, uh, the residents as far as the use of the water? And, and it's the trash rack thing. So you don't have to notify residents when they don't even know. Okay. I just gotta let two rivers know that's what we're doing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fire so far. Okay, thank you. Do we, do we need anything resolutions for um, the music on the beach payment for music on the beach? You mean the concert? Yeah. No, no I th Don and I, they yeah. handled it yesterday, I think. Okay. The concert was good the other night. We have one more. Yeah. When is that? The other day? I don't know the date yet, yeah. but we have the requisition. <laughs> and as far as the farmer's market, everything worked out as far as you know? Yeah, everything uh, is working out. We need more signage in the in the front because we're looking to buy some stake. I think Jen, who's from here here, is going to do some stake farmer signage to put out on Ocean Avenue. Um, just yeah. get more time. Yeah. Could you have a good turnout? I th I mean, it was a weird day. It was storm in the morning, and then it was really strong winds yeah. coming through. It wasn't a beach day. It wasn't. So that they kind of lost the. Their clientele. It's one of the few days recently that it wasn't a beach day. But Chris bought pickles. 
I brought pickles. Very good. <laughs> I like them. Yeah, I think we'll play we'll play around with that. I'll, I'll talking. If anyone hears any feedback on it, positive, negative, like, let me know because I just want to make it better. I just want to make it better. So, it it filled up that court, though. It totally filled up the court. And there, there's no other room. No. Yeah. And then next week, the fire truck's coming out. We'll have a stand. We'll sell some of your shirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're good. We have a place already for you guys. Tell it's also about kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. And then uh, once we start to get a little bit more attendance, um, Chan News 4 News is going to come out to cover it because oh. Produce Pete, the guy who's always on News 4 in the mornings, he's got a memoir coming out, and so he's doing book signing. So he'll come, and then they'll film, and hopefully we'll get a little plug for the library. The library's getting his memoir. So we'll just try and... I don't know that the average Seabright resident knew about it, really. Facebook maybe, if, but if they're not on social media... It'll get around. Yep. It'll get around. Yep. Yeah. And I think getting some of the signs. And time-wise, I mean, I know it's a tricky time, 9 to 2. Maybe we can try and move it 11 to 4, push it a little further. So just some things that I'm trying to work on. I think the, some of the people there appreciated the wind. So a lot of their stuff was blowing around, so yeah. now they can work on that and have yeah. sort of a plan. Just one thing I had a question about, the Island View Way and Garden Way, are they hoping to do that this fall? Yeah. We're looking to do that in September. And, and that's the... Comments back from the DOT. That's the one they're heading north like that. And north like that. I should have revised the work this fall. Yes, yes yeah. but north... Uh, we got to ask Greg how he's going to handle that. Okay. Should I add Northway to that? I would at this point. Okay. If we don't have the funding, and it's easier to knock it off than it is to try to re edit. Okay. okay. I'm going to uh, executive session, and I don't think we'll be taking any action yet for that. So, anybody need anything you want to bring up before? Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Make a motion. End the meeting? Oh, well, then go, go to closed session. Go to closed session, yes. All in favor? Aye. No, any objections? Nope. All set on that?